When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, back to the Hammer and Rails podcast, Big Ten Tournament Edition. With you, as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. How about Brandon (laughs) Newman? No one cares about my name. His name is Casey Bartley. I think we all care just at least a little bit about your name, Casey. I don't care. Well, yeah. That's sweet of you. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad uh, that we've got Brandon Newman's name out at the top. Obviously, he's going to be a big part of this podcast. Uh, Purdue coming off a victory over Penn State, 69-61. to Before we get into that, though, let's look at the other games in the Big Ten Tournament. Unfortunately, uh, IU defeated Illinois, so uh, neither of us had that one right because we both had IU losing to Michigan. Womp um, womp. And then in the next game, Iowa-Rutgers. Casey, who won that game? You know what's annoying? I don't even care about that game. Hold on. Nope. No, 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 no. You're not the getting away. That, the fact that IU won, so now Iowa gets to cakewalk into the championship. Yeah, Iowa well, won. Okay. Yeah, they look and, good and who, and who picked Iowa yep. in that game? Probably Ledman. Yes, that is correct. I, I wanted to make sure we had it on the record. So the first game today, uh, going to be 1 p.m., going to be IU versus Iowa. That is, oddly enough, the nine versus the five seed. So uh, not exactly what was projected uh, as we go on there. Uh, And in the previous game, uh, the game right before Purdue, it was Michigan State versus Wisconsin. You and I both had that game, but we both picked Wisconsin. Michigan State waltzes to the semifinals. Uh, So now it's going to be Purdue-Michigan State today around 3.30, 3.45 on CBS. You know, there's a big thing, especially in the NBA, where they've studied – close contest in games okay i love it i'm listening and it's pretty much all luck kind of football too most most sports it's pretty much luck there's no like stickiness to are you good with a one possession game this year so you'll be good next year and i think we're starting to see that wisconsin got really lucky on a lot of uh short possession games where they almost all went in their favor yeah well i mean two bank shots against purdue so (laughs) it's hard to get luckier than that and I think we're starting to see them crumble a little bit. I mean, that was that was an offensively uh, offensively limited game. Yeah, that was a nice way of saying that, <laughs> especially especially immediately following a game uh, Iowa Rutgers, where the offense yeah. both sides really looked yeah. pretty good. I mean, it wasn't very long into the game that uh, Hummel and whoever his broadcasting partner were were literally like. We are suffering having to be here to watch this game. <laughs> well, it's just such – I mean, it was just such a contrast. You go from Iowa's offense where they're scoring, you know, 112 the game before, uh, and Rutgers, who looks pretty good right now, versus Michigan State and Wisconsin. Um, you know, the colloquial term, I believe, is a rock fight. And, man, it was not good-looking basketball throughout that uh, 40 minutes. No, um, I think we saw it in the Michigan State game. If the Spartans aren't getting out in transition – they're not scoring easy baskets that they've got a bunch of athletes. We'll get into this a little more when we preview, but if you just stick with their guys, uh, they, they can really struggle to get clean looks and the Badgers. If Johnny Davis isn't 
the best player in the country at that moment, that offense struggles because for everything Davidson is, if he's your number two option on the offensive end, that's not a great team. No, no. And I mean, Johnny Davis did not have his best game of the year against Michigan State, and that was a huge reason why they lost. Yeah, I, I, I Davidson had a great game. I think he scored like 20 points. Um, but just where where does that offense com- comes from? Like when if you have length and athletes that you can swarm Johnny Davis with, and at times I, I you can kind of watch that he gets. I'm not even call it frustrated, but he knows he has to do a lot. Oh yeah, so I'm sure. He's and he's seeing double teams constantly, but he knows he can't really just make the simple play every time because if he does it's not going to work out great. So he almost has to force it. And he was trying to get inside and Michigan state has a lot of length and it really bothered him. And I, it was an impressive performance by the Spartans defensively, especially, but yeah, those are just two teams that were uh, offensively. Yeah. So there you have it. Those are your semifinal games in the big 10 tournament. Uh, We are recording this Saturday morning. So uh, hopefully you've got time to listen a little more time before the Purdue game. Like I said, it's going to be about 3.30, 3.45. So before we get into today's Purdue game, let's talk about Purdue's victory over Penn State. And Casey, you mentioned it right away as we got in. Uh, Brandon Newman, uh, not dead yet, comes off of the deep, deep bench uh, to play 21 minutes. How cool and was that? I mean, it was so cool. I mean, this is one of the things that's great about college basketball. The guy has been taken for de- left for dead, uh, buried on the bench, had his one opportunity to start uh, in that Northwestern game when Jaden Ivey was hurt and played terribly. I mean, there's no no two ways about it. Uh, missed every shot he took, barely got any minutes. And Painter basically kind of <laughs> looked at him and said, well, there you go. There was your shot. Back to the bench you go. And has hardly played at all since then. And comes in and saves Purdue's ass in a win-or-go-home game. Yeah. Um, the the micro of it was incredible. The moment, it was, it was so fun, the energy of him. He caught that pass, was open, you're like, oh, he's going to chuck it. First of all, you're thinking, <laughs> oh, he's, he's on the court. Right, that's that cool. the first thing, the first thing yeah. for me was, Brandon Newman's yeah. in. Yeah, I was like, interesting. And then he pump faked. I'm like, okay, cool. The guy's gone. Pull up. I'm like, ooh. And just clean. Like he's been doing nothing but practicing his jump shot for two months, which is probably true. I mean, yeah, he's, he's had a lot of time. He's had a lot of time. We've seen a lot of pictures of him after games working on a shot, and he just drills it. I'm like, interesting. And then the second one, uh, when he just splashed that three, you're just like, oh, th- this is we've seen him do this. Oh yeah, last it, year. I mean, he did this nearly nearly every game. Yeah, where. We're comparing it to if had a little energy of the John Hart game because this guy yes. came out of nowhere. But he's not coming out of nowhere. We've got yeah. full seasons of him being very good on the court. Yeah, I mean, the, the real comparison to the John Hart game against Illinois years ago, which for those who may be uh, a bit younger and don't remember that game, John Hart uh, was on the Purdue roster but was not entered into the official scorebook, Whoops. which didn't even know that was a thing that could happen. Uh, so when he entered the game, Purdue received a technical foul. Uh, the opponent got two free throws, uh, but Hart came in and just absolutely blew the doors off. I think it was it Illinois. Yes. Uh, and I mean, basically won that game for Purdue. Um, and then he found himself in the rotation for a little bit after that. Um, never really came to, to be a star player for Purdue, but he'll always be remembered for that that game. I mean, it's basically it's known as the John Hart game. And so just the ability to be pulled off the deep, deep bench is the best comparison we have to what Brandon Newman did last night. Yeah, but that it says as great as he was, which he was 12 points, four or four, two for two from three, 
two rebounds, one foul, one assist, plus minus of nine, had a steal in 21 minutes. Yeah. He unlocked our team. It's, no, okay. Give me more on that because you kept saying that yesterday in the oh group chat, God. and I want to hear you explain it. This is what Purdue has been begging for. We needed one more wing, athletic, big, who can guard and shoot. And he's been on our bench this whole time, and he was supposed to be pretty much our de facto sixth, seventh man with Trey. Well, yeah, and he, I mean, he was a starter for the majority of last season. Correct. And he just – we have struggled with defense all season because we don't have a great defensive lineup to go to. We don't really have a solid five or we don't have a weakness somewhere. If you substitute Sasha for Brandon Newman and you're playing Ivy, Hunter, Brandon Newman, we saw it with Ethan Morton to start, which was a great lineup with Trey. All of a sudden, our weakest defender now is Ivy. And that all of a sudden makes him a very good defender because we've got guys that can cover those gaps. He can be more aggressive. He can go after the ball. He can use his athleticism and length. And all of a sudden, we have this length and athleticism that we were kind of salivating over in the offseason. And we have options because we can play off that. We had Trey in there for a while. You can play that lineup with Edie. You can substitute any of those guys and play Mason Gillis if we need to go bigger. But that three of Ivy, Hunter, and Newman is our highest ceiling both ways because they can all defend. They can all switch. We saw Newman... Energy level on defense was incredible. Yes. He was everywhere. He was on his guy. He was moving. He was helping. He was active. He knew this was a chance, and he gave 120%. And it was, and it unlocked us in a way that I, we have been begging for something. And I know the end still kind of got close, but we've been wanting to see, can we get to another gear? Well, guess what? That gear is Brandon Newman. Throw him on this team, and we have another gear. Yeah, you talk about his defense. There's one possession that springs to mind. Um, he was his guard. The guy he was guarding was out on the perimeter and was driving to the lane. Uh, and Newman just stuck on him the whole time. I believe his the guy took a tried to do a spin move on him, but Hunt, uh, Newman was right there with him the whole time. Forced him to pass it out to the perimeter. Ultimately, I believe resulted in a miss by Penn State and a rebound for Purdue. Um, and you know that's not going to show up on a stat sheet. That's not going to be a highlight reel. Uh, but it was his ability to stop the ball and stop the easy look that forced Penn State into a harder shot, which then resulted in Purdue getting the ball back. And that's the defense that we need, not from just from Newman, but from everyone on this Purdue team. No, but we need someone capable of it. And well, right, he's right. that body. Like Sasha is never going to be a plus-plus defender. It's just not no. going to happen. And at the other end, we've been struggling to find shooting. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and Sasha, again, had a, a struggling offensive performance, 0 for 4 from the field, including 0 for 3 from the three-point line. His only points came uh, as the game was winding down. He made two free throws. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know what we do in this game if we don't have Newman. Uh, I'm we assume, lose. Yeah, yeah. We lose, I'll tell we you. We do lose, yeah. Um, we probably have to play Morton more because uh, I, I, at, at some point our, our, our little kind-hearted criticism of playing Isaiah Thompson – is going to be full-throated. Painter's going to cost us the tournament. Yeah, I mean, New, uh, Thompson played nine minutes. Uh, he only took one shot, and he missed it, uh, and he committed a foul. In those nine minutes, he recorded no other stats. And he gets targeted every, every possession time. he's yeah. on the floor. Yeah, I mean, you, you see him come in, and the offense immediately switched to him. He got taken for a bucket. I believe it was on the first possession that he came in the game, his Correct. guy scored. And, you know, it's 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 an awkward situation for me to, to talk about 
these student athletes, I hate that term. I don't know why I just said it. These college athletes as they struggle because, you know, they're anywhere from like 18 to 22, 23 years old. Mm -hmm. And we remember what it was like when we were, when we were that age, you've got, you know, these new responsibilities in your life, everything's going on. You're trying to study, you're trying to do well in classes. You've got God knows else what's going on as an athlete. And then you've got people like us sitting on the sideline and criticizing your play. Um, you know, it's it's not fun, but, you know, it's what we do here. Um, we're not trying to be rude or mean to anyone, but uh, Isaiah Thompson, if he's not hitting threes, he's he's not pulling his weight. Um, Even if he is. Well, but I, if he is, he's got to hit him at like a 60 percent clip, yeah. like you said uh, a couple weeks back. I mean, I would be fine with 50, uh, but he, he's got to be doing more to justify being on the floor right now. And he's not doing it. it it's an even awkward, like more awkward conversation because literally, like it's it's not him, it's not his effort. You, he is literally not big enough to play in meaningful championship level D one basketball. The books. Well, out is is I mean, is he that much smaller than his brother? Yes, I uh, can't remember. Uh, he's probably given up thirty pounds. Well, yes, Thompson, yeah, and that's yeah, what it is. Wise, yeah, that's it. It's not about height. You you've seen short players play. But like you're not pushing PJ Thompson around. No, you're just no, not he's doing a, he's it. a stocky gentleman. But and also offenses have just gotten smarter. And what are they going to do? Uh, we watched LeBron James win a NBA title based off of forcing a switch, falling, finding a smaller guy, and just bullying him. And that's too easy to do. That's too much of an easy thing to give another offense for ten to fifteen minutes a game where they can just say. Okay, when Isaiah Thompson's on the floor, this is our offense. This is how we're isolating him. This is how we're attacking him, and it's going to work out for us. Yeah, and like we said, it worked out on the immediately first possession when uh, Thompson came in. So uh, I would imagine uh, today as Purdue plays Michigan State, there's no one really on the Michigan State roster that is a good matchup for Isaiah Thompson. No. You know, there's not there's not another guy who's maybe a slighter build, um, you know, uh, I, at any pose- position nope. that I can really think of on this Michigan State team. So I don't imagine Thompson's going to get a lot of run. And especially with, with Newman playing 21 against Penn State, you got to think more of those minutes are going to stick with him rather than with Thompson. Isaiah Thompson played 15 minutes against Michigan State four games ago. Okay, that was I was just going to look points. into that. Oh, that was the, yes, that that was was the, the game 15 where he minute, had the, yeah. the 15 trillion. Yeah, so yeah, it's not it's not a team that, he can take advantage of or that he can really stick with. They, they are all NBA level athletes and they're tall. Yeah. So uh, enough of the bad. Let's focus more on the good. Um, we, haven't, we haven't mentioned someone. Are you talking about Edie or Ivy? Neither. Hunter. No. The reason Trey. we won that game was oh, Trevion Williams. He was back. At, it, it was a one, two blow. We got Newman physically, literally back on the court. And uh, Trey Williams brought a soul back to basketball. Uh, that was a beautiful 22 minutes, nine points, five rebounds, five assists, a block, a steal, plus minus of 18 leads the team. He was all energy from the start and he just, he looked like the dominating presence from day one. His energy was much better. Yeah. Defense was better. Just from the moment he stepped on the court, you could see him feeding off of Newman late. Just that's what we need. Yeah, he looked happier to be in there, and yes, I know we we hate to base anything off body language or how somebody reacts, but you know, as much as the college ba- world of college basketball is a business for these guys, it should be fun at least to a degree. 
and Trevion has not looked like he's having fun. But when he was out there and, like you said, playing off Newman, he looked like he was having a lot more fun. Uh, he still had some passes that were a bit too cute, yeah. wound up with three turnovers, but you know he looked so much better than he has probably in about a month, month and a half. And like you said, if we can add old Trevion uh, and Brandon Newman to the squad, uh, we really solved a lot of the problems we had coming into March. 23 bench points. That, yeah. That's been unheard of us, unheard yep. of from us lately. Uh, just major, major switch there. Uh, Penn State played well. They probably played as well as they could play. Yeah. Considering yeah, and especially all the circumstances. Th- yeah. Three games in three days. Yep. You're always going to be tired. Yeah, they didn't shoot the ball well. Lundy really struggled. But I thought Purdue played pretty solid defense. I thought the energy everywhere was good. Penn State gave us a lot of shots. But um, we're, we're, we wanted to see something. I'm pretty happy. I feel like we saw something. Yeah, I, I did too. I, Ivy, um, my God, that <laughs> poke away, how he just like sonicked past two defenders. And got fouled a couple times, I want to point out. And then that Sonic did not pass two more defenders. Why Why does he get no call? Is it, I don't understand. Is it the whiny? I, I think it has to be. I think you, you mentioned it a, about a month ago that these refs don't like to be upstaged. And at times, Ivy can be very um, – I'm not – I'm trying to use the right word. Um, he can be very emphatic when yes. he thinks that he's been fouled and he's not getting a call. And – a lot of time he is right. He's I right mean, he, every time. He got fouled early, like the second yes, possession, one on one from behind. Just any other guard gets that call. And, and I mean, on that and particular nothing. on that particular play you're talking about, not only did he get fouled as he's driving like just around half court, I believe, <laughs> to get past the first two guys, he then goes and makes the layup, gets fouled as he's going yeah. up, no call. And I mean, you could see he was waiting on a whistle when he landed. He, you know, he knew it went in. He was waiting on the and one. Nothing ever came. And he kind of turned to the ref, and they've wild. just. Uh, so yeah, I don't know why he's not getting uh, these calls that guys like Johnny Davis or uh, Keegan Murray get. But because yeah, he's uh, no more out of control than Johnny Davis. Johnny oh, Davis is a wrecking ball, and yeah. he gets every call. So I, I don't know. It's it's frustrating. Um, we hope it changes when non Big Ten refs are around, but Please. we will see. We will see. Um, Edie uh, had another good game offensively, 6 for 10. Struggled a bit on the defensive Ooh, end. They put him on an island uh, and just torched his ass. And, I mean, that's really why he played only 18 minutes mm-hmm. um, because we were really getting a lot of good energy from Trevion. Um, not our, again, neither of these guys are the best defender in the world, uh, mm-hmm. but Trevion was having a much better game uh, down low uh, on defense. So, again, I mean, you're happy with that when you get – 40 minutes out of those two, we wind up with 24 points, uh, 10 rebounds. So we'll take that. Yeah, Edie wasn't bad. And once again, just constantly defenders are allowed to put two elbows against him, just forearm block. Edie yep. got mauled in this game. Yeah, and I, I uh, thought his elbow was – he got called for an elbow, right? Yeah, is there no cylinder? Like, yeah. we, we just it, saw it in the game before. Exactly, They in the uh, Keegan Murray. And it wasn't uh, an elbow. It, it was like – shoulder-ish area. Yeah, I mean, in the previous game, Keegan Murray hit, I believe it was Ron Harper Jr. Yeah, that was way uh, cleaner of a shot. With, with an elbow, yeah. I mean, and it, I mean, he got him hard, but they called a foul in it initially, went to the review. Which I didn't and, think you could change what yeah, you called. <laughs> and, then, and then instead of calling a foul on Murray, they called it on Harper uh, for being in his, uh, in his bubble or whatever, the cylinder. Cylinder, cylinder. cylinder of freedom. Yeah. <laughs> how how American. The cylinder yes. of freedom. Uh so he calls him calls the foul on Harper Jr. instead. Well, 
nearly identical play in the Purdue game. Edie, although because he is seven foot four, when he moves his body, it's going to be around people's head. And he gets the guy. I mean, it's clear he hit him, but the guy was right up in his face. And apparently the cylinder is not really a cylinder so much. It it stops at six, seven. Yeah, it's a six, seven (laughs) cylinder. And the rest of Edie is coming out the top. So uh, that was I thought it was a bad call. But, you know, we're kind of used to that at this point with Edie. But that uh, that would be a good old uh, political uh, comic. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, it, someone just measuring up a cylinder, just fitting up to like his chest and like, oh, yeah, freedom stops at six, seven. Yeah, the, Sorry, si- buddy. The freedom cylinder, cylinder of freedom. Swinging his elbows like King Kong. Yeah. So there's there's two more things I want to point out about this game. How about uh, Cornwall from Penn State? I'm so tired of learning the names <laughs> of guys who have done made, nothing made for one the whole of his... season. One of his last 33-point shots oh, comes wild. in, hits back-to-back threes against Purdue, and you're just like, yeah, that checks out. That checks out. Uh, so, again, it's another guy who just broke a streak against Purdue and did everything that the that the stats said he wouldn't, so that was great. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about before we take a break, uh, and I don't know how you're going to react to this, but no. what did you think of Ethan Morton's mustache? <laughs> Why do they keep making these choices? <laughs> it must be that easy to be six five and on a <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> like it's just wild. I, I hope he's just trying to do like a playoff mustache thing. It's, it sounded like Sasha put it up on his Instagram and uh people voted for the stash. I yeah, I mean I don't care. No one is controlling my facial hair via Instagram poll that can be Taken over by trolls. You know, I'm the one. He's the one that's got to walk around with that mustache on his face. He's got to go like Gardner Minshew, Fu Manchu kind of thing, right? Well, that's a bad look, too. They're all bad looks. (laughs) Morton Morton looks like a a young detective who just joined the force in a really bad cop movie. Yeah, he does. (laughs) I mean, if you do that for a tournament, I bet there's a good nickname coming in for next year. Oh, God. I don't even want to (laughs) know. I don't even want to know. Uh, okay, I do have one more thing. Uh, it's just a stat that I thought was was uh, pretty good for Purdue. Uh, Twelve of seventeen at the line, better than we have been. So I'll take it. You know, uh, are we ever going to be able, are we ever going to be able to shoot threes again? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. F- uh, five of fourteen on the day, thirty-five percent. That used to be a big part of our game. Yeah, well, we've decided that it doesn't make much sense good. anymore. Good. Uh, so like we're I not mean, taking hun- many. We're not making any. No. Nah. nah. I mean, Ivy one of four, Hunter two of three, Newman two of two. Everyone else uh, missed him. So, well, we'll just hope that Sasha plays a little better against Michigan State because we need those three-pointers. So, with Michigan State on the mind, we're going to take a break, come back, and look ahead to today's semifinal matchup against Michigan State's Spartans. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back to look ahead to today's semifinal matchup with the Michigan State Spartans. You may be familiar with the Michigan State Spartans uh, because we just played them uh, not too long ago. Uh, You may recall they beat us by three on a uh, buzzer beater. Well, you know, four or five seconds left. Be more specific. 
yeah, I you really do have to say which buzzer beater you're talking about when you mention this Purdue team. Uh, so 68-65 was the final score there, one of the heartbreaking losses to end the season for Purdue because if it had gone a different way, we would have won the Big Ten. But, you know, who knows? Maybe our seeding in the Big Ten tournament would have been different. Maybe we wouldn't be here in the semifinals. You just never know. So uh, live in the now. Uh, and now we're going to be playing Michigan State yet again. And, Casey, I know you do not like this Michigan State team. I do not uh, like watching you do, them. You do not think they're very good. I do not. Uh, and I know you watched uh, their most recent game in the tournament. So what do you think Purdue has to look forward to that maybe is different or they the exact same as when we played them recently? Well, there's a couple things to note about the game in the Breslin Center. Purdue, on one hand, one of nine from three. Not great. Ew, no. Uh, Michigan State that game went nine of twenty, pretty good. They they do shoot the three pretty well, but they don't. They're not a prolific three point shooting team, as we said. Also, weirdly enough, they had twenty assists, um, ten turnovers. We had twelve assists, seventeen turnovers. Yeah, that, that was is a game. lot of assists. I right, twenty assists is outrageous for a team that has like seven guys that have only passed. Seven. <laughs> well, I mean, in 20 assists on 27 baskets. I mean, that's crazy. It's good. Yeah. Um, you know, a good way to get uh, a cheap assist turnover uh, basket. Ah, uh, yes. And there were a lot of those. I think it was like a 19 to two turnover point advantage. Yeah, that, it was very that, bad. That's what that game came down to. Because when you mm-hmm. watch Michigan State for any amount of time, they have good action. Coach Izzo has been around a while. He knows how to call an offense. Yeah. They've got a lot of guys that are very fast, and they run their offense very hard. It looks, for the first five seconds, it looks very dangerous because everyone's very tall, and they run their stuff very quickly. And then you realize none of them know what to do with the ball. (laughs) And so if you contain that initial action, generally it leads to 15 seconds of running stuff, pulling it out, and then against Wisconsin particularly was trying to find Bingham in the post. That doesn't super work against Purdue, who usually has a big man in there that's pretty good. Um, When we were playing them, the thing we saw, as long as we kept them in the half court, their offense was broke. It is broke. It doesn't work in the half court. They don't have – the ball just doesn't move in the way that you're used to seeing from a Michigan State team or any really good offense. They are uh, about 41st in the nation. So that's what Purdue's number one focus has to be. Because it's not like Michigan State forced a bunch of turnovers. They're not a team that presses or gets after you a whole bunch. Uh, they're like 200 and... They're one of the worst teams in the country at forcing turnovers. Well, except for when they played us. Right. But over the season, they're the 329th best at forcing turnovers. So yeah, that's not great. We shot ourselves in the foot consistently. The one thing oh, they do... consistently, yes. The one thing they have is they have bodies they can show... Uh, throw at Jaden Ivy, which they did. They did. Uh, I mean, he Ivy had five turnovers in that game, uh, sixteen points. So you you like that? But man, it was one of those he just couldn't seem to right. find open room. And you know, when Jaden Ivy goes to the lane and gets converged on by two or three guys, uh, that's kind of one of his weaknesses. He doesn't always find the open guy. He thinks he can do it, um, and then he gets stripped or you know makes a bad shot, gets blocked from behind. He just he doesn't always find the right make the right decision in that moment. And that cost Purdue five turnovers. But again, he wasn't alone in that game. Mm. Uh, Trevion had four. Edie had three. Um, You know, it's just everybody did their part to get those 17 turnovers. Yeah, um, we got a request on Twitter that I don't be uh, positive 
about us winning any more <laughs> games because it never works out, which is totally fair. So I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. What, what I'm going to say is on the road, we lost to a last second shot. It was 65-65. And we played a point guard who played 15 minutes, had zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals. Um, Not even a turnover or a personal foul. Ethan Morton played 19 minutes. Zero points, two rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks. One one steal. steal. Yeah. Mason Gillitz played 17 minutes in foul trouble. Seven rebounds. He was actually really good. Yeah, really great rebounding that day. But, man, he he hardly was able to see the court. Sasha had two points. So we – We played terribly. I mean, you look at the the box score (laughs) and you look at those numbers and you're like, how did we almost win this game? Yeah. So, in theory, just a little more production and maybe, I don't know, Brandon Newman? Yeah. Brandon Newman? I Brandon mean, even Newman? if you even if you take the the 15 minutes from Isaiah Thompson, give him to Please. Newman, change nothing else. Please do change nothing else about the minute distribution. You would think that would be good for at least three points, or you know, three points one way or the other, uh, either would, either would, preventing or I, scoring. That seems low. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Yes. And then I mean, you look at you look at the way Edie and Williams played on offense against uh, this Michigan State team. Combined, they had 36 points. They left Edie on an island. It was one on one. That that was their choice. Um, let let can they beat us with two pointers? And, and we damn sure almost did. And we almost did. You're right. Um, if we just don't turn over the ball, it, that is going to be our key. We cannot give. It, it's not even about stopping our own offense, which would be nice if we didn't. But <laughs> we just can't give easy points to a team that really struggles to earn baskets in the half court. And that's the entirety of this game is going to come down to that. I think Michigan State feels pretty good about themselves. They just beat a very tough Wisconsin team. They played pretty well. They were good in the post. But that that is the secret. Keep them in the half court and don't give them easy baskets. Yeah. And if so, yeah. Purdue lines up well. Yeah. I mean, you know, you see Painter a lot in post-game press conferences. He's like, he, he often says, you know, you have to give credit to the other team. Mm-hmm. You know, they're good too. It's not just. Purdue's playing a bunch of scrubs every week. These guys are recruited. They're on scholarship, blah, blah, blah. And I understand that, and you do have to understand your your opponent is good. Your opponent makes things happen for themselves. But in this game, I mean, Purdue just basically beat themselves. Uh, the turnovers were so often unforced, 17 of them. I mean, Isaiah Thompson doing nothing. Uh, Mason Gillis being on the bench with foul trouble so often in that game. If any one of those things changes, Purdue wins that game. And I have to think that one of the at least one of those things will change with the addition of Brandon Newman and hopefully, hopefully someone shooting anything from three point range rather than the one of nine Purdue had in the in the game at Michigan State. So I am optimistic about this game. And I do think even though I didn't pick Purdue to get to the uh, Big Ten tournament final because I had him playing Wisconsin and losing, uh, I I am very optimistic that Purdue can win this game today and find themselves uh, in the Big Ten championship game once again. Yeah, um, three of the last, the the three games, the two after beating us in the game prior, Michigan State gave up 80 points or more and lost double digits to Iowa, yep. Michigan, and Ohio State. This, this is still a team that struggles defensively, offensively. They clearly had a really good de- game plan defensively. Yeah, absolutely. And... I think obviously we relied a little too much on Ivy trying to break down. They're pretty good athletes on defense. So we've got to get less into that. Keep giving it to our big dudes. 
and finding a little more action. I think that's where having Newman really opens up second options for our offense that we need because they we know they're going to swarm Sasha. Sasha is pretty much their number one priority when it comes to team defense and what they want to take away. Yeah, yeah. Sasha's not been great at dealing with that throughout his career. No, he has not. So it will be interesting to see because probably not going to be the only team in the tournament that says, let's take out the one thing that we actually can take out. Because, right, because you can't really take out Zach Eady. Uh, no. He's 7'4". Most <laughs> teams don't have guys you yes. can throw at him to, to completely stop him. But people have big wings, big guards, whoever they want to put on Sasha on the perimeter. So you can slow down Sasha, whereas it's much harder to do the same to Edie. Exactly. And, you know, Edie's he's banging inside, shooting twos. You know you're going to be able to get away with some contact. So even though he's going to beat you, you feel pretty confident that it's it's going to take more work to get beat by Edie inside. Same thing with Ivy, because you know he's he's going to lose a few balls, going to do a couple wayward things, and he just works harder for his stuff. You can't give the easy baskets up, and when Sasha gets going, we are untouchable. Yeah. Because he yep. is a flamethrower from three. So it's a smart game plan, and it's one that's effective a lot of the time. So that's the thing to watch. Turnover, I don't think we have to hit on every single aspect to win, because I, I think talent-wise, Purdue's better. But Michigan State, obviously disciplined they know how to attack us and we're gonna have to do one or two things better this time than we did last time preferably yeah. hold on to the ball yes that would be key so uh, there's one more thing i wanted to ask you uh before we wrap up here we saw a lot of chatter on twitter or facebook on our own website hammerandrails.com a lot of people uh, came back to find purdue for the first time in a yeah while. <laughs> yeah um but the the chatter i'm specifically mentioning is the people questioning Matt Painter after this win because, well, why was Brandon Newman not playing before this? You know, if Newman had played in a couple of those other games, maybe we would have won. Maybe we'd have a Big Ten title. Maybe we'd be looking at a two-seed or a one. Who knows? And there's a certain amount of logic to what they're saying. What's, but they're, what's, but they're, what's the old Latin quote? Post-ergo, hawk, yeah. ergo, whatever? Post-ergo, hawk, proctor, proctor, hawk, or something like that. I know you'd get it. The it's, West Wing quote. Yeah. Causation. Whatever the hell it means. Who knows? Um, are no, you it's, at... it's, it's, it's post hoc ergo propter hoc, which there means after this, therefore because. So you, you can't look at a game where, where Brandon Newman plays really well, scores 12 points, and say, oh, well, obviously he would have done the exact same thing right. in these other games. Uh, it's it's a fallacy. You know, you can't do that. That's not how the world works. Um, but that's the argument they're making against Matt Painter here. Well, what I would say to that is as I pull up his game log, he came in the Michigan game, played four minutes, went over one, looked awful. <laughs> um, let's see his last Northwestern game. That's the last game where he played uh, double digit minutes, 12 this minutes. Is the, this is the game he started, correct? Yes. 12 minutes. Oh, five from three, uh, an assist and a turnover. Indiana, five minutes, zero points. He wasn't good. He was playing very badly. He was in his own head. It, should this have happened sooner? Maybe. But I also don't really know any point where it made that much sense because you don't really want to take Sa – Sasha only played like 20-some minutes this game. That's why Newman played. It it wasn't because you want to play Sasha more minutes generally because he's the much better player. Could this have happened sooner? I guess so. We don't watch practice. I That's, that, that was the point I was going to make. It, he had to get over something. And, and I'm – Mental hurdle, just getting, sometimes you just lose it on a basketball court. You have these cold streaks and 
you get in your own head and you stop believing in yourself and you're thinking too much. And he looked like a basketball player that was thinking on the, on the court, wasn't comfortable with his minutes, wasn't comfortable with his rotation, didn't know what he was doing out there. Didn't know how to find his shot anymore. Those are all problems. And we're too good of a team to allow many people to work through big issues like that. Yeah. You can't just allow a player to work through it when you got big games on the line where every game is going to matter. You can't just be like, let's give this guy 15 minutes to see if he can figure things out today. I don't care how bad he looks. I'm going to give him 15 minutes. Uh, If Painter had done that and Newman goes 0 for 5 in four or five of those games, you'd have the exact same, you'd have the exact opposite argument being made right now of why can't Painter see that he's being terrible and we need to pull him. So it's a a no-win situation for a coach when a guy who's been on the bench comes in and suddenly plays their head off, you know? Um, It's like, it it would, to me, it, it would be similar to people looking at Bill Belichick and be like, well, why didn't you pay, play Tom Brady until uh, Bledsoe got injured? Yeah. It's like, well, it's not really how it works. Uh, but sure, yes, you know, you're you're right. The guy who is the coach is wrong every time. That's just how it works. Yeah, I. It's a no-win situation, and he mentioned it when it was brought up at halftime. I'm a bad coach. Like, <laughs> he, he knows, like, he wants to be a bad coach in this scenario. He wants to be wrong. There, it. If Newman plays so well that it's indisputable that he should have played before good. And I'm sure Pater's happy with that. Right. We'll yeah, carry that. yeah. Newman obviously has not just sat and sulked. He's been there. Painter's watching it. Pater didn't have to go to him today. It could yeah, have been I mean, really easy to ride him out the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, could have left Thompson in there. Um, Ooh. could have just, cha- <laughs> just saying it was an option. <laughs> um, you know, could have, could have played Morton more, whatever he needed to do. Uh, but he felt that, Newman had shown him enough and he was ready uh, and he threw him out there and he was the spark Purdue needed. So you have to give, you have to give painter credit for that as well. And a big 10 tournament game where we're getting a butt kicked. Uh, Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't think anyone's arguing with this seemed like the moment. This seemed like the exact time to call his number because he got to build a whole lot of confidence and this team got to ride that energy. And guess what? I don't think that's going away. I hope not. I hope not. So, So, There we go. I at least want to touch on that because I know we were getting a lot of tweets at us about this and Facebook comments and comments on the me- on the message board on our site. So wanted to at least discuss it. So thanks for indulging me. And uh, do you want to make a pick for this game or do you want to just uh, stay neutral? Um, I mean, we already picked this game. I'm going to go 78-70 Purdue. Uh, all right. So you're so you are picking Purdue. We're both picking Purdue. Um, I will go. I will go seventy-two, sixty-nine. You were a lot closer to me on the uh, I was. On the last game. <laughs> I was. So Three we'll see. Late really helped you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, how about uh, Trevion's missed dunk that cost uh, a bunch of gamblers since the Kyle <laughs> <laughs> was like, I want my over. <laughs> since the over/under was at one thirty and a half, and we, and we ended the game up. at one thirty. <laughs> Just wild. He was like windmill. I've seen <laughs> Ivy do this out of nowhere. Just threw oh, it. one of the worst dunk attempts I've ever seen. Yeah, it was not good. He threw not it good. like try to windmill and threw it forward into the right. I, I wonder if like as he was windmilling it, it he went off like, his leg. Yeah, I guess. And then it you know kind of you know threw up the hand, but not not the best. So oh boy, just yeah, it was beautiful to see though, yeah. uh, especially because of the reaction afterwards. They were definitely having a good time out there. So uh, it's another good sign of the chemistry of this team, and and hopefully maybe they found something going forward. First so. time I've had fun at a Purdue game in a while. There you go. There you go. So we will uh, enjoy a great game at 3.30, and uh, we'll see when we're back with you, depending on the outcome. Uh, 
championship game is going to be on Sunday at 3.30, and then after that, it is Selection Sunday. So it's getting real, folks. Let's enjoy another Purdue game today, and we'll chat with you later on. Boiler up! up.